0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network,
1: your team every day.
2: Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today.
3: Are we sleeping on the Eagles, or is it time to put them to bed? Also, this is just the second year since 2005 that the SEC has missed out on the National Championship game. Will they return next year? And the Knicks... Yes, the Knicks are ready to make some noise in the Eastern Conference. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today.
2: Searching all major sports. Found Let's start with the biggest story.
3: Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. All the Philadelphia Eagles had to do was beat two bad teams and they could be the NFC East champions and potential number two seed in the NFC. That plan went quite awry on Sunday when they lost to the Arizona Cardinals 35-31. Louis DiBiase from Locked On Eagles joins me now. And, and this seems like this was something that just caught up to Philadelphia. They played with fire in a number of these games against bad teams, both commanders games come to mind on this one. Why, how, what the heck?
4: Yeah, I mean, it's it's not as black and white as it's one issue or the other. When you look at the offense, there's no excuses. I mean, they're still putting up 30 plus points in most of these matchups, but they, again, situationally just collapse as opposed to in 2022 when they were so mistake-free. Penalties, turnovers are an issue. And Peter, I think coaching has been such a massive problem this year. I think play calling on offense has been huge on defense, really the same problem. But it's a personnel issue, too. I think on defense, they just do not have the guys even to defend a bottom three team like the Arizona Cardinals when they have a pretty talented quarterback in Kyler Murray. So it's a combination of a lot of things that I think the stars on offense and in the pass rush were making up for for the first half of the year. And it's catching up to them now. Those guys have not been able to carry. They look gassed. And the weaknesses of this team that weren't there last year, again, there's holes in the boat. And it's really showing at the worst possible time. So they're still
3: going to be a playoff team. uh, And they still have the pedigree of being the NFC champions from last season with much the same personnel. We know that the coaching changes that they made in the offseason and then, of course, the coaching change that they made in the middle of the year Uh, demoting Sean Desai and promoting Matt Patricia. So given the, the issues that they've had and the fact that they haven't been able to fix some of these things over the course of the season, why should Eagles fans or maybe even fans of other teams believe that this can change in the postseason?
4: Yeah, I think Eagles fans have seen it before. If you look at the 2017 season when they won a Super Bowl, the last four weeks of the season when Carson Wentz went down, Their offense looked completely inept and you thought that was going to be the case in the playoffs when they were an underdog and suddenly they caught fire with Nick Foles and they won a championship. 2018, they had to win five straight to make the playoffs. They caught fire, nearly got back to the NFC title. Even in 2019, they had to win four straight. So Eagles fans have seen teams in the past turn things around and in a season where the NFL is as predictable, unpredictable as I've ever seen and you have an elite quarterback That's the only hope. Again, I don't want to say the weaknesses of this team can get fixed this year. I don't think that can happen. It's more of a long-term approach to fixing the issues on both sides of the ball and the coaching staff. But I think what you can hang your hat on is they do have that playoff pedigree. They do have an elite quarterback that has shown that at times this year. And they have weapons and stars up front on both sides of the ball. So I guess, again, in a year where you have no idea what's going to happen, teams look different every week, they still have a shot. But I'm not feeling nearly as confident as I was a month ago, even when they were losing to the Cowboys and the 49ers, the Cardinals lost. I think, I don't know. It, it killed a lot of my optimism.
3: Yeah. If, if the case for a team that we, we came into the season thinking is one of the favorites in the NFC is why not us? Right. That's usually, that's usually reserved for like exactly. the, the nine and eight team that sneaks into the postseason, not the team that looked like, you know, a juggernaut for parts of last season. And, and remember parts of this season too, we saw them play really well. I think if you're going to make the case for them, you're like, well, we've seen them do it. We've just also seen them play with their food. And that's the part of this that you go, well, in the postseason, maybe they can just flip the switch. Maybe they are that team that just when when the games matter,
4: they can turn it on. Yeah, I mean, you would hope so. And I've been trying to say that for about a month, but then week in and week out, it just it snowballs. And that's the one thing with these Eagles team last year and the first half of this year is, they They also got beat up by the
3: Cowboys in a game that they, that that mattered like the big games, they have, they have not performed to standard.
4: And in the first half of the majority of the games early on, though, they were down and they'd find a way in the second half. And then, yes, it just feels like after that 49ers loss, this team just wasn't able to overcome adversity as much. And I think the Cowboys game really showed that to the, to the national, the national media and the fan base. So, Yeah, again, I think you're right. The expectations, you probably shouldn't have said, why not us? But I think that's the reality of this football team that now suddenly is probably going to be a wild card team that if they want to get to a Super Bowl, they're going to have to win three games on the road.
3: Stay up to date all year on the Philadelphia Eagles by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Eagles on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, the SEC missed out on the big game, but it won't be down for long. Before we get to that, hey, Dalvin Cook is available. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, what are you waiting for? The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, spreads, player props, over-unders, teasers, parlays, more. There's also a lot of weekly promos and boosts to give you plenty of opportunity to increase your payout. You can also combine bets for bigger payouts. Same game parlays are a great way to enjoy watching sports. So visit Fandle.com slash locked on and do the NFL season right. Fandle, official partner of the NFL.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
3: Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, Locked On Sports Today, here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel.
2: Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
3: Dalvin Cook's disappointing season with the New York Jets came to a premature end Tuesday as the four-time Pro Bowl running back was waived with just one game remaining. The move was mutually agreed upon and will allow Cook to catch on with the playoff team, assuming one will have him. He also restructured his contract to forfeit remaining guarantees, according to reports. Cook's playing time had been shrinking for weeks, and he did rock bottom Thursday night in Cleveland where he was in uniform but didn't play a single snap in the Jets' 37-20 loss to the Browns. A career first whatever the opposite of executive of the year is Aaron Rodgers deserves that one Carolina Panthers owner David Tepper has never had a more expensive drink in his life the NFL fined him 300 grand for what the league called unacceptable conduct during Sunday's 26-0 loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars Tepper was caught on video throwing his beverage in the direction of a Jaguars fan from his open-air suite at Jacksonville's Everbank Stadium. Tepper, in a statement, said he is passionate about his team but regrets his behavior. To add insult to, well, insult, the Panthers out loss clinched the worst record in the league. But they don't even get the number one overall pick. That pick goes to the Chicago Bears. Sean McVay put an end to any possibility of retirement talk when the LA Rams coach made a promise that he'd be back next season. At this time last year, McVay said he was wrestling with how long he would remain in the profession as he started a family. He and his wife welcomed their first child in October. But with the Rams headed to the playoffs and McVay needing just seven regular season wins to set the team record, he didn't want to leave any doubts about his status for 2024. McVay turns 38 later this month and, after signing an extension in 2022, has a contract that runs through the 2026 season. And on the hardwood, they're not just the young Oklahoma City Thunder. They are the here right now Oklahoma City Thunder as they beat the number one team in the East.
5: But it's hard to find a more impressive win than this one. Even beyond just the idea of of you know being stuck in the moment, because in this game you saw every layer. Of the formula of success for the thunder and point number one step number one of the formula of the recipe is to just frustrate the heck out of your opponents it is so demoralizing playing the thunder because you have a guy in sga who will make unreal shot after unreal shot who There is no book to defend SGA, and there is not going to be a book to defend SGA. There's just nothing you can do to contain him.
2: Here is another story you need to know.
3: It was a tough college football playoff for the SEC current and future. First, Alabama goes down on the final play to Michigan, and then on the final play, Texas has a chance to beat Washington in two. Thrillers. I mean, we got terrific football games, but also this all comes after Georgia. puts the bang thing on Florida State just a couple days before Chris Gordy from Locked On SEC joins me now. And Chris, there's a lot to parse here with the SEC. Uh, what is the top line storyline for you?
1: Well, I mean, I'm I'm petitioning the NCAA. I'd like to go ahead and just cancel the championship and not have it happen without an SEC team. I mean, it's been since 2014 that, that that that's happened. But no, I mean, look, it was bound to happen eventually. I mean, they, you know, every year at SEC media days, I always ask Commissioner Greg Sankey, "Do you get tired of winning?" And it's just kind of a running joke I have with him. Well, hey, SEC can't win one this year. So, um, you know, I it's funny watching how Georgia dominated florida state like they did and i get it florida state had a lot of opt-outs but they were an undefeated team to beat the hell out of them like they did i think kind of made the case and i was talking with some national writers about this you know i could have made a case that georgia should have still been in over alabama because it's, it was funny we were talking about they beat them head-to-head in the sec championship game okay but championship games shouldn't matter a, a whole ton i know the committee says they do but by the way tcu lost the big 12 title game a year ago and still got right. into the playoff. so to me it would have been comparing losses georgia just lost by three on a neutral field to a highly wrecked alabama team bama lost at home by double digits to a texas team so again it was kind of just semantics but i was saying like looking back at it, if we had taken a step back we would have said alabama showed up absolutely that day and beat georgia in the sec title game but not great, not a great team overall all year. But I thought Georgia brought it week in and week out, and obviously we saw how dominant they were. And I think Georgia deserved to be one of the one of the four teams in. But luckily, we don't have to talk about this anymore. We're going to twelve teams next year, but certainly a year of the SEC will look back and go, "Man, we missed an opportunity."
3: How much do you do you think this affects the shine of the Texas to the SEC move? Because it it does seem like, hey, if they go out and they win. And even if they lose in the national title game to, to be, to be coming off of a run like that, I don't know. It seems like it feels a lot better than the way that this, this ended up playing out.
1: Yeah. I think they're going in with a lot of confidence. I mean, they feel like, you know, Hey, look, we, we took a huge step forward in, in what is a year three of, of Sark. So, you know, they get to the playoff for the first time in forever. I mean, what it had been since like the Colt McCoy days. So, um, you know, I, I think they feel good about that. Uh, certainly more than Oklahoma. I mean, Oklahoma loses their bowl game. Jackson Arnold who's going to be their starting quarterback next year, presumably. He didn't look all that great, at least with Texas uh, on paper right now. It looks like they'll bring back Quinn Ewers. They'll bring back several of their receivers, running backs, defensive players. So I think Texas feels pretty good about themselves more so than I think Oklahoma does. I think Brent Venables has a uh, transition year uh, going into the SEC next year because they got to play some big dogs next year. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that that's going to be the new norm is, you know, we, we, the goal in the SEC and, and really all the conferences now is not about winning the conference championship. I know that's supposed to be the ultimate goal, but the real goal is get to 10 and 2. I think if you're a really good 10 and 2 team with some resume wins in the Big 10, in the Big 12, in, you know, in the SEC and the ACC, I think you have a good chance to get in. We saw that this year. Mich- or, or Missouri and Ole Miss both go finish 11 and 2. They were fantastic. I think in a normal year, those teams get in, even having not gone to Atlanta and play for an SEC title game. So the whole landscape of everything's going to change. So you know, t- it's you don't have to go twelve and zero anymore. You just have to go ten and two, and you can most likely punch your ticket.
3: Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because you know, if you, in the expanded playoff world, you expect at the very least Georgia gets in in the expanded playoff. There, there are some other teams that certainly have a case here. Is there? Do you think a saturation point where you go, okay, it just like there just can't be. More than this number to make it all make sense.
1: Well, I I think the the 12 is a good number. The only thing I don't like is the whole automatic bid for some of these conferences. Mm -hmm. I just, I I think it's silly because looks, there's going to be some years where a big 12 champ might be eight and four. There might be some years where the SEC has four teams that are 10 and two or better. So there are some years where co- certain conferences will get more te- should get more teams in, but instead it's this whole stupid thing about everybody gets a seat at the table. And, and then, oh, by the way, keep in mind, the group of five champ has to get in, which I think this year would have been Liberty. And look how terrible they performed against Oregon. Like, yeah. we're really going to do this? We're like, oh, they deserve a shot. No, they don't. Like, it, it's just this whole equal opportunity thing. It, it's as simple as this, uh, Peter. What I've been saying is they should have just said we're doing 12. Guess what? The last poll of the season, whoever's ranked one through 12, that's our 12. We don't have to do this whole thing where everybody gets a chance. I saw a projected uh, a projected chart that kind of showed like what a bracket would look like next year. It had Arizona ranked 14th, put in as the four seed. I said, that doesn't make any sense. They said, well, in this scenario, Arizona now in the big 12 wins the big 12 with a couple losses. They get the four seed and like move all the way up, even though they're ranked the 14th team in the country. I'm like, that makes absolutely no sense. So. Look, it's, it's still a flawed system, but at least it's better than what we've had.
3: Stay up to date all year on the SEC by subscribing to Locked on Sports Today and Locked on SEC on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, the Knicks are ready to make some noise in the Eastern Conference this year.
2: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. OG
3: Ananobi adds another dimension to the Knicks, but are they now legitimate contenders in the Eastern Conference? While On NBA host Andy Kamenetsky and David Ramil don't see them being ready for the top, they believe the Knicks can be a tough matchup for anyone.
0: Point guard with Brunson, Ananobi along the wing, Randall down low. So you have this sort of balance and understanding of main guys at a role pretty much... Anywhere along the court. Does it make them a true contender in the East? I doubt it. Like, in terms of, I don't picture them as better than Philadelphia at full strength. I don't picture them better than Milwaukee's upside. I don't picture them better than the Celtics. But what I do think they could be capable of is A, giving any of those teams a difficult series, but also two, being in a position where You know you don't ever root for injuries, but injuries become something that, if you are that team and they're in front of you, you want to be able to capitalize on it. I think they are better equipped right now to capitalize on another team in the playoffs being weakened by an injury. Like take Boston, is does Ananobi give by himself give you an answer for both Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown? No. But if, say, one of them wasn't available and you were able to focus more on either one of them, Ananobi then helps a lot.
3: Of course, the Knicks are going to be a tough matchup for anyone. We saw it last year when they bullied the Cavaliers, and Ananobi only makes it easier for them to bully teams in the postseason. The difference is... They just don't have the scoring, and as much as defense and hustle and grit and rebounding and tenacity and all that stuff is really valuable in the postseason, you have to score the basketball. And Jalen Brunson is just not enough, not against the best teams in the East. So can they win a first-round playoff series? Sure, but that's not the goal. They already did that. The goal was to be better, and right now, because they're not really the kind of team that can give the Bucks or the Celtics, or the Sixers, a true run for their money, they're not any further ahead in their development, really, when we're talking about outcomes than they were a year ago. Are they better? Yes. How much better? Probably not that much. And finally, in response to the fiasco of officiating in the Saturday night game between the Lions and the Cowboys, the NFL sent out A referee video that would normally just go to referees to everybody. And in it, Walt Anderson said, It is the responsibility of the player to be sure that change in status is clearly communicated to the referee by both a physical signal with his hands up and and down in front of his chest to report to the referee his intention to report as an eligible receiver. I get it, but also the ref has to get it too. And at what point is enough? of a signal, enough of a signal. Are they going to require a password? Are they going to have to do a recapture? Are they going to have to pick the bicycles out in a lineup? The officials messed this up. The Lions overthought it. They galaxy-brained themselves. But the officials messed this up and the league will protect them come what may. We know that. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, Locked On Sports Today, here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Coming up on the next Locked On Sports Today, the Buffalo Bills could be the two-seed in the AFC or miss the playoffs altogether. So what's most likely to happen? So at least until tomorrow.